Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. I'm okay with it. What I'm not okay with is whiny general managers saying we can't finish our psychological profile. I don't need to hear that we can't have our 11th visit with somebody to ask them if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be in the middle of this? There's context to everything. (laughs) If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Yep, we're going to miss some of the draft interview process. NFL Draft's going to go on a schedule April 23rd through the 25th. Roger Goodell sent out a league-wide memo. ESPN's Adam Schefter got a hold of it. Includes the uh, includes this warning. Quote, public discussion of issues relating to the draft serves no useful purpose and is grounds for disciplinary action. You got to love the NFL. Warm and fuzzy all the way, PK. Uh, I think I'd be a weeping willow if I were a tree. Really? Yeah. Because? Uh, because, you know, I like to willow, and sometimes uh, you force me to weep. In fact, I would ask you, why don't you make like a tree and leave? Bada-bing! Uh, ha, 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 ha. Keep them coming. <laughs> Jokes.com, people. There's a million of them. Hey, I don't know about you, but the guy just said we're hitting our prime or something like that on that intro. So Stride prime. Already. Stride, okay, I'm hitting my stride, yeah. And, and, you know, I would encourage both of you to lengthen your stride. Joe Montana to the USA Today on Tom Brady, moving from the Patriots to the Bucks. I don't know what's going on inside there, but somebody made a mistake. I had a different story where they had made a decision. He obviously, they never would have gotten rid of. I still don't understand how New England let him get away. I don't understand that, he told the newspaper. So the mistake being the team, because normally players stick up for each of their own, their own players, so he's not saying Brady made a mistake. And obviously Montana had to leave because they were going with Young, which clearly proved to be the right decision given the difference in age and the talent that Steve had. Right, and Montana acknowledges that. He said, I had a different story. But New England doesn't have a future Super Bowl champion, a future NFL MVP sitting behind him. They've got a bunch of journeymen. Now, maybe they'll pull a rabbit out of a hat and make something incredible happen. But the Niners knew they had Young, and it's a different deal in New England. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. NCAA Board of Governors voted unanimously on Thursday to distribute $225 million to Division I schools in June following the cancellation of the basketball tournament and other winter and spring championships. The NCAA had planned to distribute about $600 million. The NCAA generates, of course, most of its revenue from TV and marketing rights and ticket sales from the men's basketball tournament. So this is a huge hit. I mean, that's uh, $600 million down to $225 million. It's only about, uh, what, 35 40% of the money that they were going to distribute. We're going to talk with Chris Hill, the former Ute Athletic Director, about what this means for schools. But that is... Uh, that is a major hit. Now, most stuff in the world of sports has been postponed, and this tournament was canceled. So this gives you an idea why Major League Baseball, why the NBA, why everybody 
wants to keep going because when you don't go, look at the hit you take. Yeah, obviously, and this is this is a potential serious blow. In fact, it is a serious blow for collegiate athletics because what's going to happen? What's going to be the fallout? All right, we know that the money has been decreased substantially. What we don't know is what's going to happen individually to schools and staffs and whatever it might be in terms of reduction and fallout from this. And to me, this then indicates that with the college football season on the horizon, that they're certainly going to do everything possible to have that go in its entirety. I don't know that that's going to be able to happen. Certainly we all hope it is. But this puts schools and athletic departments, some of them are already hurting. A lot of them, you know, have to. And Chris Hill will tell you about that. He's That, that was the number one thing, that the job from he had it for 30-some years that it morphed into as far as the fundraising, and it's just constantly on your mind. So what does this mean? And we saw, uh, who, who, who was it? Uh, is it the NBA that they were going to league offices to take in a 20% reduction in salary yep. or something along those lines? Yep. So what, what's going to happen? And, you know, not everybody in the athletic department certainly is making big money to where, all right, that's a blow, but it's really not going to change your life that much. Whereas if you do those things to some of these people in athletics at the collegiate level, I mean, that's a significant blow. That's a true story right there. And, of course, looming out over everything is are they going to be able to play a full football season? And, obviously, the schools individually and the conferences make a ton of money off their football TV contracts. Most of these big deals we're seeing signed, I've read that 80% of the money sits on football and 20% on basketball and whatever else. So, big deals. And, and obviously... This money is going to, it doesn't get distributed evenly. So, you know, this might mean one thing to Power Five conferences, another thing to Group of Five conferences, and it could be yet a different scenario for schools that, you know, don't play football at all or, you know, play it at the big sky level, you know. So it means something different to the WCC and the big sky than it does maybe to the Mountain West and the Pac-12. And we'll talk about all that with Chris Hill coming up at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NBA. Having a game without fans is just what is our what is what is sport? What is the worst sport without fans? There's no excitement. There's no crying. There's no joy. There's no back and forth. There's no rhyme or reason that you want to go on a road and just dethrone the home team because of their fans and vice versa. Like that's what also brings up the competitive side of the players to know that you're going on the road in a hostile environment. And yes, you playing against that opponent in front of you, but you really want to kick the fans too. That's LeBron James talking about the joy of quieting an arena on the road, making the big play, knocking them off. Of course, the uh, NBA, as they consider when to come back, how to come back, will they be able to come back with players, but without fans, and you can kind of see how that would work. You know, you assume you have to take everybody's temperature and make every make sure everybody's spaced out, and that would be a lot easier to do. You know, if you could let a bench loop around the baseline, where usually you're selling a ton of tickets and all that. I wouldn't be surprised if they came back without fans. I mean, who knows? You know, we had no idea six weeks ago we'd be here now, so who knows where we'll be in six weeks? But LeBron obviously wouldn't love it. He's made multiple comments about it. Yeah, well, tough. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> it may have to. <laughs> yeah. And that's not what they want. But if that's what they think they need to do, well, then that's what they're going to do. And we'll, we'll approach that when we, when we get there. So, uh, 
he likes to speak out, and I guess he's earned that right. But I really don't care in this situation. None of us like it. That's a given. That's uh, if we have a picnic planned and it rains that day, we don't like it. But uh, nevertheless, you got to make adjustment, and you got to move inside. So in this situation, these are the adjustments that potentially could be made. There's all sorts of stuff that's out there. We don't know. You know, we're talking about maybe having a thing in Vegas and having it in a hotel, you know, like the Mandalay Bay, which has an arena. Uh, to where, you know, and MGM obviously has it too, the Pac-12 played in it, and so you just have everybody in the hotel, and then they go downstairs, and they don't go outside, and so we'll have to see what the situation is when we get there, but uh, yeah, it's not going to be ideal in any situation. It's certainly not going to be exactly like it was, and so it's all about adjusting. If it comes to that, then, you know, it's better than nothing, I guess, is the way I would look at it. I think from everything I've read, TV ratings are up all over the place. Obviously, people are at home, and some are streaming, and some are watching more TV, and some are binge-watching. And you got to imagine that if the NBA does play these games whenever they play them, whether it's May, June, July, August, whatever, and people are starved for entertainment, I would think that there would be massive ratings. And you're right, it would be different, and they would lose all the ticket revenue possibly and all everything that goes with that. But, gosh, I think they'd just crush it on the TV end with everybody at home. Kurt. Well, yeah. I'm not interested in the TV ratings, but uh, because uh, it's about people are losing jobs left and right, and that's, to me, that's way more important than any rating point. I saw something that uh, for every positive case that 100 people have lost their jobs, so this is extremely serious. Fred Curley Neal, the face of the Harlem Globetrotters for 22 years, died Thursday in Houston at the age of 77. The Globetrotters announced it on Twitter. He had the shaved head and had ridiculous skills dribbling the ball, PK. You probably remember watching him as a kid. Oh, yeah. I was surprised he was only 77. It seemed like he would have been much earlier. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't remember seeing that? That man dribbling the basketball and sliding across the floor on his knees with his knee pads and holding the dribble a half a millimeter of an inch away from the ground and the ball still going. That Yeah, that was entertaining. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. They should just start it regular. Whenever they decide to come back, just have an abbreviated season, however many games that may be. If it's 90, if it's 100, just whatever it is. And then whoever is the best after those games, just roll with it. That's David Justice. What would he do with the season obviously starting late here and it's going to be impacted? He clearly doesn't like the push it back into November or in Scott uh, Boris's plan back into December plan. Just get through 80, 90, 100 games and go on with it. They're going to try and squeeze in as many games as possible, save as much as they can. How far are they going to push the envelope? The thing that I don't understand is that he had Halle Berry, and he let her go. I mean, what was going on with that? To me, that's far more interesting and baffling as opposed to what they do with the regular season in baseball. He had Halle Berry. Do you realize that? you realize they were married? TMZ, let's go. We need need the full story, TMZ. Let's go. Yeah. What was the deal there? 
Fanatics, the company that manufactures uniforms for Major League Baseball, has suspended production on jerseys and is instead using the polyester mesh fabric to make masks and gowns for hospitals in Pennsylvania and nearby states. Fanatics started fashioning masks and gowns on Tuesday, and owner Michael Rubin says he hopes to produce nearly 15,000 masks and gowns per day. Good use of that factory. Good for them. All right, DJ and PK, what is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, is going to join us at 8.30. Chris Hill, former Utah athletic director, will be here at 9 o'clock. And PK... People got a hold of it long after the show ended. People were still sending in two words, two words. Opening day, and we didn't get to it until later in the show, but opening day, give me two words better than play ball. And there are a lot of suggestions out there. We'll get to some of those next. Hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. Call 855-340-ZONE. Use your phone. Use the app. Use the open mic feature. Send us your takes. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This, I'm sure, is something you would never have wanted to uh, be revealed. Tony and I went horseback riding in Hawaii, and Tony was the only one wearing a helmet. So Nat is going to somehow chime in. Why are you the only person wearing a helmet? Get on there. I got no idea what I'm doing. I have no skills whatsoever. They were like, is this your first time ever riding a horse? And I was like, I rode a horse when I was like eight. They were like, put this on. What's this? (laughs) A helmet. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. Every Everybody Everybody's has to do this. One. Everybody's out there just vacation clothes, and there I am. The way your feet don't hang off the side of the horse, you look like a kid at a birthday party. I'm not going to say you're wrong. <laughs> Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If we were on track with everything normal, we'd be talking about the opening day of the baseball season this morning. It'd be in the books. About half the teams would be playing game two right now. But, of course, that's not the way it's working. So, the question of the day, and, man, people really embrace this. It went on and on. What are two words that are better than play ball? And, PK, you believe you're going to swat each and every one of these down. You will consider none of them to be the equal of play ball. An open mind. It's just that the the facts have shown historically that when I say these things, my success rate is like ninety nine point nine. I keep it open. I mean, the burden of having to be right all the time is difficult. So I wouldn't mind, you know, maybe dropping down to ninety six, ninety five percent. But to hear, if you have to explain what it means, then you automatically eliminated. So it it has to stand alone. Everybody knows what play ball means. Everybody, right? There's no confusion. So don't come at me with some sort of explanation. That eliminates yourself once you do that. Nolan tweets at us two words. Free chicken. See, but what does that mean? Does that mean I am allowed to acquire chicken without some type of paying? Yes. Or is a chicken cooped up and the chicken needs to be let free? <laughs> 
So I don't know what it means. BK's running around at some farm letting chickens out. Right. <laughs> free the chickens. Now, see, that'd be, that would be free the chickens. That's three words. Now, I think free chicken means somebody just missed two free throws in the fourth quarter. Free chicken. Yeah, but that, see, you said I think right there, but you're telling me you don't know. That's my whole point. So we have to take that. And I have got right now, I'm waving my finger a la the campaign tumble. I swatted it away. Show me your TDs at Chevy Rider 91. Says game seven. What is wrong with game six? Now, today would be game two in the big leagues. Why is game seven so special? Because it's the end of a series. Baseball, basketball, hockey. They're not playing best of nine. Then which sport? Well, I know, but this is the regular season. All the games matter. Each game, Majerus used to sell me. Every game counts the same. So why am I getting hyped up with game seven? I got game eight, game nine, game ten. And what sport are we talking about? Oh, my gosh, people. I know it's early for you, but come on. Make me work a little bit. Summit Academy Football at Summit Bears Football says state champs. Yeah. What did I tell you? When I was involved with youth youth sports, every dad, well, yeah, this team won a state championship. This team won a state championship. They don't even play state championships And when you're nine years old, and they're all telling me about them. Come on. Scott, Scotticus, at Scott Priest, says gold medalist and also says master's champion. See, when Mike Weir says Masters Champion, there's two sweet words, and you know exactly what he's talking about. If he has the green jacket, if he doesn't, because there's some other stuff, they call it the Masters category. <laughs> so it's like the fastest six-year-old swimmer in the state? <laughs> exactly. Right. So you're not totally sure. That's the best to date. Better than gold medalist? Oh, gold medals. I mean, what are we talking about? They give out gold medals all the time now. I mean, it's just not, it's not relatively strictly related to the Olympics, is it? And what sport? That's the whole thing. What sport? They give out, like, in the Winter Olympics, they got, like, 87 sports that I don't even think they actually play every four years. So it could be the 100 meters. It could be basketball. It could be taekwondo. You just don't know. Or somebody with a broom sweeping ice. (laughs) Leave curling out of this. And when you say play ball, you know exactly what it relates to. There's no confusion whatsoever. Price on, tweets Ray. at us. Price tweets at us. Uh, opening day or uh, play ball and opening day are good. Opening day, that's not bad. But he also says bald eagles with three exclamation points. What the heck does that mean? Bald eagles. It's the great American bird. The symbol of our great nation. Yes. DJ B says, you're out. That's pretty good. Oh, what do you mean you're out? What you're out. That? That's an umpire making the call. That could be you've been concealing your sexuality all these years, and now you finally have come out. I mean, come on. What does that mean? Come on, you don't know what that means. Jason says, free beer. Back to the chicken. I didn't realize beer needed to be liberated. 
running around tapping kegs, liberating beer. Debbie says, let's eat. I like it. Oh, now you have a contraction there. You have a contraction there. Oh, let us eat. You're stretching the boundaries and the ground rules a little bit. Still technically two words, though. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. It's, that's, we're, we're starting to, we're, we're creeping towards the line, and you know me, I never get near the line. Never. I agree. Mo says, and one. Hi, Carlos Boozer. I, yeah, but I, if you say and one, I don't even know what, what one. Is it O-N-E or is it W-O-N? Come on. I need a drink of water. Rooster Poocher says Traeger Grill. Mm, or grilling. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> All right, Jeff Duncan, who just uses his name, how refreshing, says Game On. Game On. What, 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 what does that mean? Marbles? No, I don't think it means marbles. Well, it could be. Don W. says, here's two good words, cancer-free. You like it when you hear those two words. Yes, but I don't think cancer-free is related to a sports competition. Life is Valuable has one that's related to a sports competition. Cubs win! Okay, but is that a spring training game or is it the seventh game of the World Series? So many questions I need to answer. As long as they're winning, you're on track. <laughs> that's that's too, too parochial. Well, then this is very parochial. Trevor says, touchdown Aggies. Uh, we, great. I mean, I've been a long fan of New Mexico State. I agree. Chris, it's over. <laughs> I, when I hear that, I immediately think of a fight. I immediately think boxing. I mean, it could be a really? shot at the buzzer and someone screaming it's over. I get that. But for whatever reason, it's over. The heavyweight champ is down on the ground. We got a new heavyweight champ. It's over. It could mean any number of things. Uh, limitedless. Tyler says, not pregnant. Sounds very specific, Tyler. What is this, the Maury Povich show? <laughs> you are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> Maury. <laughs> Getting paid millions to say stuff like that. The husband of Connie Chung? <laughs> yeah. And wasn't, wasn't Maury Povich, his father, a big-time sports writer? Uh, there is a famous Povich. I had no I, I'd never heard that one way or the other. I have to look that up. Yeah, I think uh, I think that that's this this Maury, that's his son. Washington Post sports writer Shirley Povich. So you're yeah, right. Yeah, and this Maury Maury Povich, he loves his golf. Oh, really? Big golfer. Oh, for sure. Big time, yeah. 
Two best words better than play ball. Joseph says jazz win. Now is that too parochial? We just shot down Cubs win. Of course, even that's even oh. parochial Okay, here's one. This one, there's no chance you're going to approve of this. I don't approve of this. Yach doesn't know it, but as soon as he knows it, he won't approve of it. Michael said two words. Be- <laughs> I can't even read this with a straight face. Two words better than play ball. Battlestar Galactica. No, no. No. <laughs> no. Don't bring your Star Wars in here. Don't bring your, your Star Why Trek. Why would that person even be listening to us? I don't know. <laughs> we don't want those types of people listening to us. Take your sci-fi show and go over there and binge watch it by yourself. Yeah. Right, yeah. And Battlestar, that's two words by itself. That's three words. <laughs> Battlestar Galactic. Uh, how about apple pie for two words? Mm. Apple pie. I mean, apple pie is okay, but I like more of a berry. Jeremy must have been watching the replay on NBA TV. Stockton's open. I don't think literally anybody said that. You know, I watched the NBA All-Star game that was here. Mm-hmm. And that was because you talked about how it was being played yesterday. Right. So I flicked it on. I did some home exercise, all that stuff. Flicked it on the third quarter. And I, and I didn't even remember it because I don't – that stuff doesn't resonate with me. I did not remember it went to overtime. But I got to say – that I was highly entertained. At what point did the All-Star game become a complete and total dog and pony show? Because watching that game, at, at minimum, they were giving way more than they give now. And I know this year they got all excited and they played at the end. But that was, that was we went the whole time and then watched them play the last X amount of minutes where they played hard. But that was a decent game. If I would have gone to that game as a fan... I would have gotten my money's worth for sure. And I didn't realize it here was in town. That was a fun game to watch. When did it become that we're just going to just dunk and just stand around and jog up and down the court? I thought it was late 90s, early 2000s. Basically about the time we started doing this show. And I can't, I can't prove it. I can't remember the games. I'm like you, it's a blur. The only reason I do remember that game going to overtime, because I had just moved to Utah and I was here and... Uh, it was before the affiliation changed, so Channel 2 was an NBC station. And I remember it went to OT, so we didn't go on the air after the game. There was this whole elaborate plan. There were meetings, and people were all sorts of amped up. And then it went to overtime, and nothing happened. <laughs> it just stayed in primetime programming. Great. So well, I remember it went to OT. remember it. Right, it went yeah. to OT, but I don't remember anything about it. I can't tell you who scored 20 points. I mean, I know Stockton and Malone were the MVPs. And it went to OT, and that's literally all I can tell you about the game. I don't know if someone hit a shot or missed a shot. Probably someone missed a shot, I would bet, but I couldn't tell you who it was. Yeah, I watched it, and it was it was entertaining for an all-star game. Compared to what we have now, it was the best game I've ever seen. But in terms of them competing, at least at an acceptable level, I mean, there was a play towards the end of regulation, I want to say. I could be wrong. Where would be where the jazz bench is now. So you got that tunnel to their right. And the ball was going out of bounds. And Jordan went uh, at a 90-degree angle with his body and takes, tries to get the ball and then throws it back into play on his right side. And he goes into the crowd. 
No, there's a, it's not where that is. The crowd isn't right there as if it would have been along the sidelines or directly along the baseline because the tunnel is right there a little bit. You know what I mean? So he's got some space. But he literally goes in to, to try to retrieve a, an errant ball to keep it in play. I mean, you would never see that ever now. <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed with the level of effort that they gave. And I don't remember that game, and I probably didn't watch it at the time. Uh, I don't recall ever watching it, and so it was brand new to me. And so maybe I did see it. I don't remember. But the level of competition that they gave us, I applaud those guys. Two words better than play ball. Jeremy says March Madness. That's a good one. When you say March Madness, you know what you're talking about. That's a good one, yeah. Anthony says Taco Tuesday. Yak, Yak started to salivate, huh? Come on, is that some kind of Pavlovian that ring the bell and Yak Is somebody a LeBron James fan? Taco Tuesday. But the problem with that is all of us have had tacos when it's not Tuesday. Good point. Nate says, ready, wrestle. No. Very specific. <laughs> Ready wrestle? <laughs> I don't think it's how you start a wrestling match. Oh, here's a Ute fan. He's flashing the U in his av- avatar. Pac-12. He spelled 12 out. Make it a word. Is Pac a word? Short for Pacific. Well, Pacific you put a K 12. on it, it is. Yes. Uh, Pac-12 is nice, but uh, Pac-12, man, they've been taking a beating. Big time beating. Oh, I wonder, and I seriously wonder, in ten years, what the what the Pacific Twelve will look like. What it'll even be twelve? Will it be the same teams? Because Utah's got to be careful there. Because if you get uh, you get the the Southern Californias and the Arizonas leaving, it could be uh, something that has a major impact upon you. Reddit Lebetard. We can talk about that with uh, Chris Hill coming up at 9 o'clock. Reddit Lebetard says, make that four words. We are the Lobos. What? Yeah, I would agree. Now that, that, that you got me there. We are the Lobos. That is better than play ball. You got me. <laughs> there it is. You've been beaten. <laughs> uh, this one came in late in the show yesterday. Hello, friends. But we don't know where Jim Nance is. Is it the Masters? Is it an NCAA game? Normally it's with the Masters, but most people say. He only yeah, says I that at the Masters. Yeah. I don't know if he only says that at the Masters. I'd have to double-check it. But I identify that with the Masters. And CBS does a number of golf tournaments that he's involved in. And obviously he does the NCAA basketball. But it's not really a basketball term because at the start of it everyone's hyped up and and golf is obviously much more low-key so it invites itself to the hello friends come join us and watch some golf we're not going to get you in a fevery frenzy pitch now maybe down at 18 on a sunday or 17 or something and you know tiger does one of his amazing shots where the ball sits on the edge of the cup for an hour and then rolls in then, then you get all excited. But, yeah, I associated that with the intro to the Masters. 
Mike says, boob shakalaka. Okay, again, I'm beating on that one. I think that's. Uh, I think there's an NBA announcer who uses that. I think he roots for a team. Who is that? Is that what? Well, the person David really Locke. Brought, yeah, David Locke. Yeah, boom shakalaka. Stuart Scott really kind of brought that into the forefront when he was on ESPN. Did he really? Ashton's a hater. He says the best two words are Yankees lose. <laughs> Or Yankees cheated out of a victory. Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing chases away that Astros story, right? (laughs) All right, there it is. You got two words better than play ball. Send them to us. Oh, here we go. Jerry says, hear him. Ah, see? Yak is smirking. Yak, yeah, the eyebrows are arched. <laughs> hey, we're a week out from a certain event here locally that people will be talking about. Who? Brother, if you're one degree off course, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I look forward to it. There's a social media campaign using that term, hear him. I got tickets. <laughs> um, you might be the only one then. <laughs> All right, there you go. If you got any more, hit us up with them. Uh, coming up, we got another question uh, coming up on Facebook, and uh, you can jump aboard on that. Who do you want to isolate with one on one? You versus who's the hero? Who's the superstar? What's the challenge you want to take on? Uh, we can get to that coming up. And Yak working on it. The kids, the kids are growing up. PK, what do we got? Yak, tell him. Today is my fifth wedding anniversary. And PK. Number five? Yeah, and you may not remember this, but you and DJ serenaded me once upon a time in the lead up to me getting married five years ago. We did? You did. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Who can remember? <laughs> did DJ give you some trip? Tri- what am I looking for? Tips? Some tips <laughs> on how to be romantic? Sure. You're making that what up. would be DJ's number one tip on how to be romantic? Oh, that escalated. Well, we just turned this right back on <laughs> you. Here we go. <laughs> Hold on, let me get that sign in the tape that says "kick me." <laughs> well, Put that on you're my. You're a romantic dude. <laughs> oh, listen. Come to on, you. you went to Canada on your honeymoon. I mean, come on. What more romance is that? Going to Canada. Hey, come on. You explored the Rocky Mountains together, the lakes, the streams, everything. You're, you're a romantic devil. You know you are. <laughs> you State Iceman just tweeted out his two words. Yee-haw! <laughs> not hee-haw, but yee-haw. Yeah, not, not hee-haw. <laughs> yee-haw. Did you stumble across that on the uh, on a country music uh, TV the other night or what? Where did you come up with hee-haw? That's I don't know. A, it's an ancient show. I think my grandparents watched that. Hee-haw. That's <laughs> uh, a phrase. Hee-haw. I don't know. I'm, that's where I, I don't know. All right. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Yak, have you saved this music for us? I do have it. Oh, boy. All right, stay tuned for that. David Locke's coming up at 8.30, talking jazz and talking NBA. 9 o'clock, Chris Hill, former Utah Athletic Director. 
Uh, talking about the news from the NCAA that with no tournament this year, the payouts dropped from $600 million to $225 million. It was a big hit. We will get to that coming up. Stay with us. This is DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? George Niang with us here on The Big Show. As you reflect back on what you've experienced thus far in the season up until two weeks ago, what identity has formed around this team? How would you describe that? I think the identity that's formed around us is we're a team. We may not have the most talent, but I think all together, when we come together as one, we can be the most talented team. If we continue to do things as a team, I think it's tough for anybody to beat us. When we're clicking on all cylinders and the ball's hopping and we're playing as a team and we have each other's back defensively, I think we're a really hard team to beat. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, well, we got good news and bad news for you, Yach. You're becoming the focus. Devin tweets in and says, Boom Shakalaka was Portland's former announcer, and young Yach is thinking of Booyah from Stuart Scott. I used Booyah, but he also used Boom Shakalaka as well. But mm. So Portland's former play-by-play guys. That said. comes from Devin, who's all okay. things Oregon. All right, sweet. Yeah. All right, so it's your wedding anniversary. It is. Five years. What have mm. you learned over five years, Yak? Not a lot. Really? <laughs> Not any smarter than you were? I've learned a few things. <sighs> PK, you got to work with him. got to bring the lad along. Well, I've implemented many of PK's w- words of wisdom yeah. over the years. Uh, things you learn. Well, this is something that I always tell people when they're looking to get married. I can recall I was at Hidden Valley Country Club a few years ago, and there was a young gal in there. And so she, I saw her a bunch of times, so I was talking with her, and she was thinking about getting married, but she wasn't sure. And so she asked me, and I said, well, you know, the number one thing I can tell you is make sure, forget about loving them. And I get the romantic stuff and the physical attraction. You've got to have that. I understand all that. And I'm not downplaying that. But when it comes down to it, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but there's going to be some storms down the line. And sometimes they can be really, really nasty storms. And I've gone through maybe one or two of those. And it can really just cripple you and in the final analysis you got to make sure that that person is your greatest ally and is your greatest friend to where when all things break down who do you want to go to now i get it you got to have the romantic stuff i'm not downplaying that in the least but that stuff is going to take a little bit of a backseat as time goes on so that's always been my advice is to make sure, forget about loving them and lusting after them and all that stuff. you got to make sure you really like them and you want to spend time with them because they make you feel good. And when you got something in your mind, who does your, something in your life, who's your mind turn to? i got to tell this person. If that person is your spouse, then you got a good shot. And then we've all heard the other stuff about don't sweat stuff that really doesn't matter and i think you learn that over time you still learn that man you still learn that's an ongoing thing that never is something that you perfect at least in my case you don't perfect it and you wonder why why did i make a big deal about it filling xyz and the thing i think you learn as you get older is that you may have thought a, a day later or two days later now 
It's like 15 minutes later. You idiot. Why'd you make a big deal out about that? So your time frame of recognizing that you were a fool for making a big deal out of something that isn't a big deal, it shrinks. And you hope it shrinks to the point where you don't even do it anymore. Ideally. Ideally. But, you know, people are human and they're going to mess up. So Yeah. You got to mix in a little of the, what's that Eagles song? Forgiveness. Because you're right. The storms do come. And they, they, they don't all look the same. You know, what, what somebody goes through isn't what somebody else goes through. But it just isn't all smooth sailing. There's just no way that's going to happen. And it'll be pretty crushing when it hits you. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Yuck. So five years ago, yep. in the lead up to me getting married... Both of you decided, you know what? We're going to serenade Hatch. So who wants to start first? There's two different clips here. Whatever you got, because we have no memory okay. of this, man. <laughs> we'll start off with DJ. PK right. was a little bit longer. We'll start off with DJs here. Here we go. When a man loves a woman. <laughs> now we're talking. When a man is bored by a talk show host. <laughs> so that one was five years ago. And uh-huh. then PK went with this classic. Going to the chapel and we're gonna get married. Going to the temple and we're gonna get married. G.J. really loves her and he's gonna get married. So there you go. <laughs> I have held on to those from all those years ago. Five years ago. Now, I think I couldn't go because the the Utes are in the Sweet 16? Correct. And so I had to go out of town. So text from Mrs. Hatch just came in. Uh Uh-huh. Here's what you've learned in five years. Oh, boy, this will be good. <laughs> Don't edit it, Yag. I have not edited it. You have learned that I am always right, and it's the best that, that when you're... Yeah, excuse me. You've learned that it is best when I am always right, and it's the best when your wife is her parents' favorite. Ha ha. Oh, even better. Yeah. It is good if you can be the parents' favorite. That's, it is a positive. That's, that's an absolute positive. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I will admit that my percentage of being wrong and overreacting has skyrocketed, or it peaked. It peaked a few years back when we were going through some struggles. And my wife has the Scotty G approach, which the Scotty G approach, I have found, has worked much more than it has. And when when there's a problem at work, and Scotty says to me, okay, here's what you need to do. It's like, I'm in. I'm doing exactly what he says because his track record of, guys, let's just calm down and let's look at this situation and do it rationally. And if we do that, situation will resolve itself and everything will work out. And I come from this East Coast, just tornado-like rampage, bull charging at a bullfighter approach. And I found out through some really, really difficult ways that that, does, that, that doesn't work. You're in, you just turn everybody off that way. And I've paid some dear lessons because of that. And so now when we're faced with any conflict, I just look at her and say, I'm doing whatever you say to do. It's the same thing with work at Scotty. 
if there's any, I don't I hardly have anything anymore, at least relative to me. I don't know. Maybe he would say otherwise. Maybe he's putting out fires that I'm not aware of. But he says, eh, let's just relax, calm down, and let's do this. I'm saying, okay, I, I'll do it. And that's the same thing in my life with her. She has a much more rational approach to life. So when things come up, here's what I think we need to do. My response is, okay, let's do it. DJ PK, happy anniversary, Yak. Thank you very much. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David Lockett, 830. Stay with us.